I have some fantastic news. As you will find out later from a very reliable source, quote, only about one in 10 New Year's resolutions ever succeed, end quote. So how is that fantastic news? Well, it's fantastic news because I have a solution. I found the answer. So if you haven't finalized your New Year's resolutions yet, this might be why. And if you have your New Year's resolutions all good to go, you might want to put them on hold at least until you hear what I have to say. Here's a video that I made with this new life-changing concept for me. I haven't even posted it yet. You're the very first to hear it. Check it out. Well, I did it. Only took me a week. I broke my New Year's resolution today. I went to the gym. Yeah, Thrive Community Fitness in Maple Valley, Washington. <laughs> I thought since we break our resolutions anyway, why not make a resolution like I don't want to get healthier, I don't want to lose weight, I don't want to be a better person. And that way when we break it, just say it. Now that's a thought. That'll make you thrive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? If we break our resolutions anyway, let's make resolutions that are the opposite of what we want. <laughs> what we want to achieve. <laughs> I want to be a meaner person this year. I want to be out of shape and put on a bunch of weight. <laughs> I want to get demoted and make less money this year. <laughs> I mean, come up with ever, you know, the opposite of what you'd like to achieve. And then when you break it, like I said, <laughs> just saying, with all that being said, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That might seem like a pretty strange segue. Go from that into Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but you'll see how these two fit. Stay with us. You'll be happy you did. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Lifers. Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy you did. So, getting back to the resolutions. If you break down the word resolution, you get the word resolute. And according to Merriam Webster, resolute is a couple of adjectives and one noun. The first adjective for resolute, is marked by firm determination, resolved. Merriam-Webster goes on to say that, quote, resolute comes from the same Latin verb as resolved, and the two words are often synonyms. So how did it get this meaning from the Latin? Essentially, when you resolve a question or problem, you come to a conclusion, and once you've reached a conclusion, you can proceed to act. So, in your New Year's resolutions, you resolve or make up your mind to do something. 
Unfortunately, New Year's resolutions aren't a good illustration of the meaning of resolute since only about one in ten actually seems to succeed, end quote. I told you that came from a very reliable source. (laughs) I mean, if only one in 10 or so succeed, why do we keep trying to do them every year? Maybe we find some survey somewhere else that suggests something else, but I don't know. I haven't had much better luck than one in 10 myself. That's why I like to do words and themes and, and things like that. Anyway, getting back to Merriam-Webster's second adjective of the word resolute. It means bold, steady. But resolute, like I said, is also a noun, a resolute person. So happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We want to celebrate it because he's an incredible man, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day fits in perfectly for two reasons. Number one, You're not going to find a more resolute person than Martin Luther King Jr. And number two, we've been talking lately a lot about living in the moment, and it has changed my life. I'm telling you, it gave me one of the most wonderful Christmases, and it was so addicting, I decided I am bringing this thing into the new year. I've made it my theme this year. It's my word for the year. I always pick a word to try to focus on that year. And so moment is it. And so far, the phrase I am using for the word, unless I find a better one, which I doubt, I put it on my screensaver on my computer to remind me on the daily. And it is from Cookie Monster. (laughs) See what I said? How are you going to find better than the Cookie Monster, right? Which is today, me will live in the moment unless it's unpleasant, in which case me will eat a cookie. (laughs) What you think about it would be another moment to be in. I mean, when the moment is rough, when the moment is unpleasant, I go eat a cookie. And now I have a delicious moment to replace (laughs) the unpleasant one. But back to the incredible Martin Luther King Jr. And the second reason that Martin Luther King Jr. Day fits perfectly. It's this quote by Martin Luther King about the moment. It's from his book, Strength to Love, which he wrote in 1963. Quote, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy, end quote. I'm going to read that again. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And that definitely describes the times that we are living in today. But truth be told, I think times have always been like this. We've always had times of challenge and controversy. I mean, they named an entire, how long did the dark ages last? I mean, they named an entire long epic season of mankind, of humankind. (laughs) They called it the dark ages. So This isn't the first time we've lived in challenge and controversy, and we've gotten through the other ages, the other dark ages as well. If you think about it, the reason why we strive to live in the moment is because we don't want to live in the dark ages. The reason we want to live in the moment is because we want to live a better life. When we get lost in the moment, which I think should be called getting found in the moment, I think that's maybe the only time we are truly found is when we are lost in the moment. That's when we are found in the moment. And we are, when we are in that moment 
and we're so focusing on that moment, we're not regretting the past. We're not fearing the future. We are looking at where we are at right now, and we are being grateful in that moment. So it's not where a man stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. That's the measure of a human right there. And it's the reason why we strive to live in the moment, because we want to live a better life. And the reason why we make resolutions is basically to help make the world a better place. We live in the moment to live a better life. We make resolutions to help make the world a better place. I mean, we don't make resolutions because we love the discipline of it all. <laughs> I want to eat less food and I want to go work out of the gym more and I want to, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> that's why it's called a resolution. You have to be resolute to see that thing accomplished. So we make resolutions to make the world a better place. And that's exactly what Martin Luther King Jr. did. Check out how Wikipedia described his book, Strength to Love, that we took that quote from. Wikipedia says, quote, King's writings reflect his deep understanding for the need of agape, a love that is aimed towards ensuring the well-being of others. King believed in a better world, but in order to attain his vision, we must first face our fears and then master these fears through courage, love, and faith, end quote. I know a little bit about agape love. I've done dozens of speeches over the years on agape love. I mean, we use one word, love, and it can mean I love milk, I love my spouse, I love my best friend, I love my kitty, I love to watch that team play. I mean, there are all these different levels of love. Like, there's brotherly love, phileo, that means brotherly love. Storge, that means a familial kind of love. Then you got eros, which means a sensual kind of love. In each of those loves, you're getting love back. You love your brother and your brother loves you back. You love your family and your family loves you back. You have friends because they give back to you when you give to them. And romance, you, you, when you, you're in romance, it's reciprocating. They give the romance back. But agape is different than all those other loves. I think it's at a, an entirely different level of love. Agape is a love where you love and don't expect anything in return. Like Wikipedia says, it's a love that is aimed towards ensuring the well-being of others just for the purpose of the well-being of others, not so that they will give back in to you. And that's a powerful love. And in my opinion, leads you right into a happy life, which leads into this Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Those who are not looking for happiness are the most likely to find it because those who are searching forget that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others. <laughs> and that's agape. The surest way to be happy, Martin Luther King Jr. says, is to seek happiness for others. That's agape. It's not to get happy, it's to give happy. And that is what living in the moment is. It's being mindful and grateful of those that are around us. Not just of our surroundings, the smells, the, the sights, the, the feels, all that type stuff, but particularly of the people that are around us, being mindful and grateful of them. But when we seek happy, 
We usually do it by focusing on us, on our circumstances. We focus on decreasing those negative things that are stealing our happy. And we focus on increasing the positive things in our lives. We look at what we don't have, and then we strive to get that. If I could just get rid of this, I would be happy. If I could just get this person or this money or this promotion, if I could just get that thing, then I'd be happy. If I could increase that positive thing, then I'd be happy. (laughs) And that rarely ever leads to happy. It only reminds us of how unhappy we really are. It only reminds us of what we don't have and what now we have to strive to get because we want to be happy. But when we live in the moment, we are focusing on what we already have and being thankful for those things and those people. That's completely different. The perspective of seeing what I don't have and what I have to fix and what I have to strive towards, what I have to work so hard to earn so I can become happy versus realizing what I already have and being grateful for that. That's living in the moment. So there are two things that bring Martin Luther King Jr. and Happy Life Studios together. Here are some other quotes that also fit right into Happy Life Studios. Quote, I have decided to stick to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear, end quote. Wow. (laughs) This is exactly why strife and division and separation and unforgiveness and bitterness and grudges are so destructive and harmful to our happy. They're enemies of happy. When we're angry at somebody, we think it's because they deserve it and we're going to make them pay. But the person that really pays when we're bitter, when we're angry, when we're divisive, when we hold grudges, even if what that person did was absolutely wrong. But when we hold on to bitterness, thinking that they're the ones getting, getting hurt, it's really hurting us. So in your resolutions this year, if you're not going to follow my advice from earlier, (laughs) let's make this resolution. Let's resolve to be resolute, to not allow anyone or anything that pushes us away from that agape love that wants the well-being of others. Let me say that again. Let's resolve this year to be resolute to not allow anyone or anything that pushes us away from that agape love that wants the well-being of others. So if we celebrate or honor Martin Luther King Jr., if we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, if we're going to strive to live a happy life, but then we hate our fellow man, judge our fellow man, divide our fellow man, separate ourselves from our fellow man, talk bad of our fellow man. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. I think Martin Luther King Jr. would ask us if we even had a clue as to what he said or why he gave his life for that message. (laughs) I think he would have another I have a dream speech just waiting for us. Because it doesn't make sense to celebrate this incredible man and yet hate our fellow man. Sometimes I wonder if we even know who Martin Luther King even was or what Martin Luther King Jr. Day was all about. (laughs) Like these two videos I came across the other day. Okay, so I want you to tell us for $20, Martin Luther King, real name. I can do that. Um, 
Look in the camera. Oh wow, I should know this. Um, I don't know. And it's pretty sad because it's a screensaver on my phone. <laughs> Check out this guy who thought Martin Luther King Jr. Day was all about, well, you'll hear. Uh, there's a crowd of thousands gathering here, some of whom are people who arrived here very early this morning. The earliest person to arrive around 7.45 or so is my new friend Charles. Charles, why did you come so early this morning, man? Well, the reason why I come so early is to celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday because I feel it's really good to come because, you know, because, you know, when Martin Luther King's birthday uh, uh, comes on January, I would say uh, it's important to always come to celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday because it really is important and it's good. They had no clue what Martin Luther King Jr. or what Martin Luther King Jr. Day was all about. But they're not alone when we post his quotes on our Instagram saying all the politically correct things on this holiday, but then dishonoring or even, God forbid, hating others, then we too have no idea or maybe we've just forgotten what Martin Luther King Jr. or what Martin Luther King Jr. Day is all about. I'm pretty sure if Martin Luther King Jr. was standing here at Happy Life Studios right now, he'd tell us the same thing he was trying to get across to us over 60 years ago when he said, we must come to see that the end we seek is a society at peace with itself, a society that can live with its conscience. Wow. We must come to see that the end we seek is a society at peace with itself. If Martin Luther King Jr. was in Happy Life Studios right now, I think he would probably repeat to us what he said originally to them back in the 60s. And let me say, racism isn't the only ism that divides us these days. The very definition of racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual, community, or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. It's prejudice discrimination. It's antagonism by an individual community or institution on the basis of. But we could change that on the basis of. There are more isms out there that are just as ugly as racism. I mean, what if we said this? Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual community or institution against a person or people on the basis of their political affiliation. Wow. <laughs> on the basis of what team they cheer for. On the basis of how they feel about guns and gun rights. On the basis of how they feel about abortion. On the basis of their views on gender. On the basis of what they say is morally right or wrong. On the basis of how they feel about the wall or allowing immigrants into the United States. On the basis of even something as small or slight as on the basis of them just being a jerk, just being mean. Have you ever antagonized an individual because they were just a jerk? Have you ever driven a car? <laughs> well, maybe I'm just talking about me right here, but I can't tell you how many times I've judged somebody by how they drove 
because they cut in front of me because I was trying to get somewhere and I had to wait for them now because they, they cut in front of me because they, I mean, on the basis of how they drive their car. And to that, Martin Luther King said this, quote, let no man pull you so low as to hate him, end quote. <laughs> Don't let anyone pull you so low. We think otherwise when we hate somebody, like we're making them pay. But what we're really doing is we're allowing that person, not only did they maybe do something wrong to us, but now we're allowing them to pull us even lower by us hating them. With all that being said, and there was a lot there, let me give you another quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that might even sound the opposite of what I was just talking about when I was talking about on the basis of. Quote, there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular, but he must take it because conscience tells him it is right. To accept someone doesn't mean we have to agree with the viewpoints or how they choose to live their life. The definition of racism talks about antagonism towards an individual, not disagreement with them. That dark force out there that's trying to separate us into two different camps is the same force that tells us acceptance is agreement, but it simply isn't. We don't need everyone to agree with us, and we don't need to just hang out with those that do. General Patton said, if everyone is thinking alike, then someone isn't thinking, and it's true. Someone is just quoting party lines, because this is what we're supposed to believe, because I belong to this particular sect or group of people, so this is what we believe. At that point, I stop thinking, and I just start following what other people have thought before me. It's our different viewpoints and lifestyles that add to this recipe of humanity. It's what makes everything great when we don't agree with each other, when we all have different viewpoints. That was the point of the two-party system in America in the first place, so that we would help balance each other out, not so that we could overpower one party. Then we only have a one-party system. <laughs> and we can point our fingers at the politicians all we want, but when we just hang out with people that agree with us, aren't we kind of doing the same thing? And the good news about this is it takes all the pressure off of me when I realize that I don't have to have an opinion on everything, especially not an extreme opinion. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion, nothing wrong with having strong opinions. But sometimes we think that we just have to have one because I have to choose a side. No, you don't. <laughs> it takes the pressure off of me when I realize that I don't have to agree or disagree. I don't have to sit there and struggle my mind. Are they right or are they wrong? I don't know but I don't have to know. It takes all the pressure off of me. All I have to do is accept them because when I hate them, when I antagonize them, that's the same spirit that's behind racism. It's just another ism trying to steal our happy, trying to ruin this recipe of humanity. We have to follow our conscience. We have to do what we think is right. Like how Martin Luther King said, we must take our stand, our position on what our conscience tells us what is right. But we don't have to convince the rest of the world. We don't have to try to tell everyone else our opinion and then convince them. If they, we can't convince them, we can get frustrated or even hate them or, or, or separate ourselves from them. We don't need to convince the rest of the world. We need to do what we think is right, what our conscience tells us is right, and just live that. 
So it's simply about doing what is right. And it's always right, as Wikipedia said, to love in a way that is aimed towards ensuring the well-being of others. Agape. To love just to love. I was watching one of the playoff games and all their helmets said this cool thing on the back of them. It said, be love. (laughs) That's it. That's the right thing. Be love. It takes all the pressure off. I don't have to agree with them or get you to agree with me. I just need to love you. I can accept you as a human being. I just need to love in a way that is aimed towards ensuring the well-being of others. Martin Luther King not only resolved to do that, but he was resolute in it. And he changed the world. Not because he resolved it, but because, like I said, he was resolute in that resolution. Because resolutions only work when we're resolute. And resolute is an adjective, which means one marked by determination and bold and steady. And let's not forget, it's also a noun, which means a resolute person. And if we're resolute, we will change our world as well. Maybe not on the same scale as a hero like Martin Luther King Jr., but as a hero nonetheless. Because that's what heroes do. They help others. They make the world a better place. They do the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And in case you might think it's ridiculous to even put your name in the same sentence as the resolute Martin Luther King Jr. when it comes to changing the world... I think Martin Luther King Jr. would disagree. If he were in Happy Life Studios right now behind this mic, I think he'd say the same thing he said over half a century ago when he said, everybody can be great. I'm going to say that again. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. (laughs) Wow. Martin Luther King Jr. said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love, end quote. That's agape, a love that is aimed towards ensuring the well-being of others. Make someone happy, and you'll be happy too. Someone happy. Make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Do the right thing at the right time for the right reason. Be love. And happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Steve Ace.